I'm hoping we can edit that bit out because I don't know what I'm talking about at all now. You're really? going to leave that in. I know you're going to leave that in. I'm totally going to leave that in. No, I'm okay. going to use that as the cold open. <laughs> From Bureaucracy's Basement to your ears, this is the weekly meeting of the Queen City Improvement Bureau. Each week, the dedicated staff of the Bureau meet to file reports, make recommendations, and survive on water that drips from the boiler pipes into their open mouths as they sleep on a bed of dot matrix printer paper. Maybe one day they'll escape, blah, 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 the subterranean hell that is this sub-basement, but until that day comes, this city is not going to improve itself. So, we stay improving things. This meeting is now in session. Hello. Hello. <laughs> How are you doing? Working on a new radio voice. Is this, this sounds very sportscastery. Are you <laughs> going to make a jump to covering football? No, I'm going to make a jump to covering city issues, but it's going to have a more sort of sports flair. I've long said that the lack of sports flair is holding back city hall coverage in this city. I think, I frankly, I think we'd get more of our recommendations up to the sixth floor if they had that sort of that sort of vital pep to them, the kind that sports writers and broadcasters know how to do so well. And this is a city that respects sportscasting. One of the most like popular like podcastery things in this city is Rider Rumblings. And we don't have anything quite like that. Anything with like that alliteration and that, you know, a word like rumbling mm-hmm. that uh, I don't know. City Hall Clarion. I don't think that doesn't work. Mm-hmm. City Hall Susserations. I don't know. Uh, how about like council crap? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. People will pay attention to us then. If we're just talking <laughs> council crap. Council crap, yeah. Council crap. We, <laughs> sharpshooters. So to speak. We, could, we could start starting these meetings where you're like, Paul, what's the council crap? And then I would play, I'd like hit the button for the like <laughs> fart noise. And then, and, then, and then the flush. And then when it's done, you do the flush sound on the sound. Yes. Oh, man. We are in the wrong business. Um, well, yeah, like if they make if council makes a bad move, we could like we could have like this <laughs> segment where we like flush that down the crapper. <laughs> if only like we were born too late for yeah, that to happen. Sadly, I don't know. And Is radio still like that? I don't really know. I don't listen. I mean, I listen to podcasts. I listen to CJTR, yeah. and I listen to the uh, the genteel uh, CBC. Uh, but by and large. Commercial radio, it's kind of kind of a miss for me. So because I'm just assuming that all commercial radio has just turned into serial now. It's like Z99 is just, I don't know, like true crime podcasts all day with, long. With uh, with musical breaks. Yeah, like some BTO thrown in. Or some yeah. or some BTS. Yes. I don't know. Has BTS <laughs> made it to the Queen City yet? Uh I mean in fandom circles and probably music, I mean, they have not physically. I mean, there's there. day back on CJTR. Mm-hmm. But I, yeah. you know, I, I imagine they're a bit of an outlier. Well, I think I think BTS has put out English language stuff as well. So I've, I, I, I'm assuming they've gained some more 
mainstream radio play traction. I could be wrong, but I propose we should, we should write this up and make a recommendation that there should be a radio station that plays only BTO and BTS. I love that idea. And nothing else like just can rock and K-pop. Yeah. That's it. Do we have a winner there? Yes. I think we do. I think we really do. Yes. We should ask uh, the, the day back host if, if there's any K-pop played on, on mainstream radio. Yeah. Or uh, if there's any BTO played on their show. Well, I think, I think we know the answer to that. There will be. Anyway. Yeah, let's do, let's do attendance. Mm-hmm. Uh, get out my clipboard here. Okay. Um, so first attendee, uh, Locky Locky Poudine. Locky Poudine? Locky Poudine. That's, no. uh, that's Lachlan. Uh, Lachlan Locky Poudine. That's just uh, the nickname, a diminu- yeah. diminutive or whatever you call it. Yep, exactly. Um, he was born, Lockie was born in 1926 in Bladworth, uh, Saskatchewan, and pioneered the sport of Hulfie, which is uh, a fusion of hockey and golf. He was looking for a way to keep playing, uh, you know, hockey year round. And uh, right. so, and in, so that's what it was. In, but in theory, he, uh, Lockie felt he'd discovered an entirely new sport which required a 27 volume rule book but in practice it was just playing golf with hockey equipment oh so it didn't really didn't really catch on oh that's too bad for Lockie. Mm -hmm. so is he is he coming to our meeting to like does he have a variant that he's like working on or i think a way to play it's more interesting well, I, I've heard that he's actually tried to like uh, fuse his uh, his hockey golf hybrid with pickleball. He's come to the right town. Oh, has he ever? Yeah. Uh, but I but I understand he actually he sends his regrets actually because he's too busy playing pickleball over at the pickleball courts. Well, I don't blame him. It's perfect weather for it today. Oh, you know what? I just realized you could, if you take if you take Lockie Padine's name and you rearrange the letters. Um, you get Paul Deshen. Oh, that's not a, that's, that's me. Oh, okay. Yeah. So Paul Deshen. Okay. So you're here. Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Um, oh yeah. Uh, next up we have, um, oh, Argen Mondia, AKA, uh, Mini Mondia, AKA the Mini, uh, was the greatest and smallest, uh, burglar, uh, of the Europe had ever known. Really? Yes. But yeah, kind of like, did he get caught? Like, is that how we know that how small he was? No, he. That's uh, he, no, he's he was seen. He's been seen escaping many times. Uh, um, he led. He led the police. He led Interpol. A very merry chase around Europe, but he could usually usually only steal things from uh, the smallest nations. So, uh, Luxembourg, Liechtenstein, yeah. Andorra. He was very. He really kind of made his home base in Andorra, right. and. Uh, he once um, he would also steal extremely small sums of money, like maybe a euro or two, right. uh, and uh, once made a grand escape from the police by making a daring leap from a ground floor window. Oh, yeah! So I'm and he I'm got away. For it. He got away. Well, yeah. apparently he's so small that he, he's hard to see with the naked eye. Right. So, so I'm curious because mm-hmm. I have not heard this story. Uh, I'm curious, like when Interpol is picking like which of their detectives to put on this case, do they pick their their biggest Interpol agent to chase the smallest criminal or do they put an even smaller Interpol agent after the smallest criminal? Well, typically they make 
which frankly, I consider this to be a rookie blunder. They send their biggest agents after right. after the smallest burglars, uh, thinking that this will, like, you know, they'll have the advantage of like, you know, long strides. Yeah, long strides, yeah. exactly. But in, the truth is that it, it's it's actually very hard for them to reach down and catch uh, oh. like burglars of uh, of Mondian stature. So, right. yeah, uh, Mondian also has multiple legs, which makes him very quick and skittery. And he's able, hmm. you, you know what? I think actually Mondian is, is not a burglar, but he's actually like a, one of those really poly bugs. Oh. I, I'm starting to think like I, I saw I saw a mugshot and I'm pretty sure he's a really poly bug. Right. And they have remarkably short lifespans as well. So I doubt he's even around. Oh, well, I'm sad. I'm sad for Mondian. Me too. Uh, fortunately, if uh, I'm here and it uh, turns out uh, and I surprised i did this again but uh argot mondi if you if you rearrange the letters you can get aiden morgan so we'll wait for him to show up uh you know what he's here because he's here. he is oh okay yeah. here here i am hello yeah oh and i'm i'm sort of more or less like regular size too so yeah i can be seen and uh but my criminal career obviously is cut <clears throat> short anywho uh yeah that's us we're here yeah Shall we're we, here what's our agenda for the day well we've got a lot of catch-up to do because mm-hmm. we missed a week because of uh, the cathedral village arts festival was last week right so yes. much fun stuff was had in the queen city uh there was uh the street fair went off both the picnic at the start of the arts fest and the street fair at the end were rain free which is a rare occurrence uh with the arts fest <laughs> not not just rare it feels like a it feels like a once in a decade event. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> it, it, it turned out to be like a perfect day for the street fair, which is kind of the event that everybody sort of associates most closely with the arts fest. A lot of people think that's all it is. Not that it's like a week of, uh, you know, music and uh, uh, other arts throughout mm-hmm. the community, but yeah, it was, um, it was a huge success by all accounts. People were quite happy with how it turned out. And uh much fun was had by all and they will be back again next year uh barring uh, another pandemic and it looked uh, it looked very busy i think people were very pleased and very yeah. just happy to be outside and seeing yeah. other people yeah yeah and uh, good spirits not a lot of like there was no no badness happened so no i didn't see nice. uh, a single uh, knife fight yeah. uh in comparison to earlier years when like three or four would break out by by noon yeah it could get rough yeah molotov cocktails sometimes just uh, just an amazing sort of like display of like violence and truculence yeah at most of these uh, events but you know we were all hoping that this is where the revolution would start and Mm -hmm. that you know it would usher in a socialist utopia starting with the cathedral village arts festival but you know maybe it's just not time for that well, I think uh, I think a lot of the revolutionaries got distracted by the beer gardens and uh, kind of kind of buried their differences, uh, political differences, uh, over over a pint of like watery draft. Yeah, let that be a lesson to the hegemony that you know keep a beer gardens going, and then you never get overthrown. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's... Are the men, the many hegemons of the Queen City? <laughs> the many them uh, so many hegemons. Uh can't walk down the street without having to deal with a bunch of hegemons. Oh. Uh, it's it's heterogeneous with hegemons <laughs> out there. 
It's terrible. Anyways, uh, we are on 91.3 FM CJTR, Regina Community Radio. We mm-hmm. are the Queen City Improvement Bureau, and we are catching up on some uh, city news. Uh, there is a, there's a big big news item that will be coming uh, officially to council soon, but uh, school board, there is going to be a by-election. Ooh. I've never seen this happen before. Uh, subdivision number two, the uh, trustee there, Elizabeth Strom, is stepping down. And so at the end of June, there will be a vacancy on the school board. You can't have that, especially this far away from an election. So uh, the school board has requested that there be a by-election held on October 25th. So that's coming up if you're in subdivision two. You know what? I never checked. I have no idea where in the city that is. So just wherever you are, vote in the school board by-election. And yeah, That's my you, advice. If you go to vote and they say, yes, we'll take your vote, then you're in the right spot. Exactly. Yep. And if they say no, vote anyways, because it's yeah. democracy. Exactly. Like, just like, go, go, go into your attic and curl up in a ball and cry and vote. Yeah. It's democracy. Vote it's over and over and over again. Yes. Yeah. Um, according to Strom, she is relocating because of a job opportunity outside of the Queen City. So she will not be able to uh, maintain a position from afar, even though we've all been doing meetings over Zoom. I guess it's it's just bad form to actually leave the city for which you are a school trustee. I think that makes sense. Yeah. But an interesting side note to this story is that if you go to try and get a little bit more information about, you know, where is subdivision two, for instance, that is complicated by the fact that the Regina Public School Board website is no more. It has been hacked. It has been. <laughs> uh, this happened just this week. Uh all the parents in the, with kids in the school board got a notification. Don't use her Wi-Fi. Don't try to get on our website. Don't check our emails. Everything's, everything's chaos. <laughs> and, That's right. Uh, and don't open, don't open any emails, you know, advertising male enhancement pills. Yeah. It's a trap. Like, apparently somebody did within the Regina Public School Board. Apparently. I, I've heard, actually, it's the same people who did this who are responsible for the SLGA Oh really? That's just what I've heard. I could be it could be nonsense, but uh, okay. That was that was a rumor floating around the twitters, or possibly a fact floating around the twitters. Okay, that I sounds better because what I heard from a high school student who heard from a friend who heard from somebody they overheard while they were in the bathroom who said oh, their nice. cap teacher told them that. It had been a student who opened a spam email that unleashed a virus into the uh, school board uh, servers. So I think, or maybe staff. Yeah, but like. But anyways, the provenance the provenance of that story is rock solid. (laughs) I mean, can I believe that a gen like a a zenial like digital citizen was fooled by a spam email probably but you know yeah i think you're probably right that it was you know whatever the like why is there a hacking crew that is targeting the queen city like first no, the slga then the school board yeah I, maybe maybe the hacking group uh, thinks that i mean because they i think they did it by by a phishing scam with with emails right. but yeah, I, I think I think they decided either that we're easy targets or that all targets or that ever the whole world is a target, and uh, they just picked us because we're, we're we're so pretty. 
We are pretty. They're very pretty. So they're like, yeah. ooh, look at, those, look at those sexy queen citizens. Or maybe uh, they were like laughing about us on the dark web <laughs> because our name rhymes <laughs> with vagina. Oh, that's still funny. Yeah. After all these years, still funny. Yeah. And still true. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure there's there's like a forum on 8chan that is devoted to this city. Oh yeah. And how funny our name have you, is. Have you ever had the ex- have you ever had the experience of flying uh to to Regina from especially from the States when uh when they, they say Regina and you, you want to correct them, but then you don't for obvious reasons. Yeah. Anyway, that's happened to me. Yeah. I had a time when I was uh I was interviewing an urban planner. I think his name was, I think it was Jeff Speck, who's actually like a fairly well-known uh, urban planner. And uh, he kept referring to it as Regina. And I was like, actually, our city's name is Regina. And he was like, no, it isn't. <laughs> I know, like, really. You can't, you can't urban, you can't plan this place properly unless you really, really understand it. Yeah. And to really understand this place, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Anyways. So Anyways. the school board servers were hacked by somebody somehow and uh as a result the website is still down and this is like several days later yeah uh, they do have apparently they have wi-fis back up in the schools and uh some of the peripheral uh things like edsby which is this uh, online platform it's it's kind of like social media for teachers and the, the parents of students that's they're they're using that again uh but yeah email and stuff is all very complicated now so hmm. that's sad hopefully they'll get it up before the end of the year we can hope. <clears throat> okay. Uh, the other big news item out of the Queen City is that the Queen City has been declared once again a tree city of the world. A tree city of the world? Yeah. Is that is that on account of all the trees what we have planted? Yeah, it is actually. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, apparently what you need to do to be a tree city, to qualify to be a tree city is A, you have to have trees fundamental yep you have to have somebody who keeps an eye on your trees okay as a job mm-hmm. you have to have a bylaw about preserving your trees right and you have to have a program to i don't know water your trees something like that yeah you know for just make sure they don't get devoured by parasites or whatever right. else. yeah yeah um so high bar yeah for- actually you know, to get considered to be a tree city. And there are 138 recognized tree cities around the world. We are one of them. And we have been a tree city since the very first year that they started declaring tree cities. And this, mm-hmm. is, the, this is the United Nations. So you know that they take their tree ser- city seriously or that this is all like some like cover for some kind of world government thing Probably. involving trees. <laughs> almost almost certainly. The, the trees have been... Trees one day will rise up and, and take our take our guns. Oh, I'm sure they're all like loaded. That's probably like the secret sixth item to qualify is that all your trees have to be loaded up with listening devices and like right. I don't know, like vaccine dispersal vaporizers. That's they they have to be they have to be woke ents is what they have to be. All right. Anyways, <laughs> it's a big honor to be a tree city, and we're, we're mocking it mercilessly. Uh, yeah, I guess so. Um, so the city, in honor of this, uh, for Arbor Day, which has just passed, uh, they gave out uh, like 1,000 trees, 1,000 seedlings. Hmm. First comes, first serve in Victoria Park. They gave out uh, Saskatoons, 
Hascaps, raspberries, birches, mountain ash, cherry, black currants, walnuts, and chokeberries. So I guess some of these are bushes. Yeah, I'll, I'll accept it. But I don't know. Um, you know, I, I wouldn't mind a hascap. I wouldn't. I wouldn't kick a hascap out of bed. That's but, right. Well, I wouldn't. I wouldn't like do a hascap clap back. Mm-hmm. Right. So yeah. yeah. So that's a big thing. And apparently the city of Regina has like 500,000, well, around 500,000 trees. We do have an inventory somewhere, but um, yeah, like in the neighborhood of half a million trees, more trees than people in the Queen City. Good. Yeah. I like that. I like, I like that idea. Yeah. Actually, when I first moved here, one of the things I, first things I learned about Regina was that it had like, you know, however many hundred thousands of trees and they were all hand planted. And I thought, well, I'm going to a small city with a strange name in the middle of the country, but they've got lots of trees. Mm-hmm. And I moved to, to Mayfair Crescent, which turns out to be one of the worst streets in the whole province for potholes and flooding. So, oh, really? Yeah, back the then or now? Uh, apparently now. It wasn't that bad back then. But it, right. <laughs> I guess it's gone downhill a bit. So. Yeah. Well, that's what happens when you move away. True. People just don't care anymore. I wasn't there to guard guard the, uh, the 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 integrity of the pavement, right? Yep. With your broom and your <laughs> scowl, and my and my woke trans tree agenda. Yeah. <laughs> somehow, somehow making the pavement spread. Yeah. Anyways, okay, so we're a tree city. Last item before we go to innovative revenue tools. Uh, there's been an update on Regina's rapid housing initiative. Uh, we uh, had somebody from uh, Regina Treaty. Uh, damn it. Regina Treaty Status Indian Services on to talk about this while ago. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's, you know, a big pot of money that the federal government has, is distributing to cities saying, you know, we need housing, make it fast. So if you can, like, promise to get us some housing done really quickly, you can have this money. We entered. Uh, Silver Sage and Ritzis are partnering to get this housing together. Uh, the update is basically that the land transfer has gone through. Uh, the capital funds have gone through. And uh, CMHC, the Canadian Mortgage and Housing Corporation, which is uh, administering this money, uh, has agreed to give the city of Regina a an extension by a few months so that we can get this done uh, well. And so, yeah, everything is going, basically, everything is going well on these 29 units of supportive housing in on Broad Street in North Regina. So, hmm. yay. Woo. Good news. Yes. Yeah, it's really good. I'm glad. I'm glad to. I'm glad to hear that that's moving forward. Yeah. On that note, we should probably shuffle. Oh no! How about we try one more quickly before innovative sure. revenue tools? Sure, sure, sure. Uh, so the next item is uh, it's the it's the season of organic, environmentally friendly insect murder programs mm-hmm. in Queen City. So the city is going to be starting right now, starting May 30th, and running for like. I don't know how many days after the canker worm spray program will be going on. So uh, they'll be going around. Basically it's a soap. I'm told it is a soap that or is organic. And uh, yeah, like um, uh, the canker worms, uh, I think it's when they're still moth form. I don't know. They can't breathe when it gets on them and it kills them. Right. Okay. So we're, we're basically asphyxiating them. Yeah. The, okay. Yeah. And it's biodegradable. So like many soaps. And then there's also an organic mosquito control program that is now underway. And so they'll be spraying around the city to keep the mosquito populations down. Uh, the product they're using is Vectobac. I don't know if it's good or bad. All I know is, is that both of these programs are being billed 
by the guys upstairs as environmentally friendly. And if I were a cankerworm or a mosquito, I would challenge that characterization. I think I think so, because it's obviously not friendly to them, and they're part of the environment. Yeah. So yeah, if you are a mosquito or a cankerworm listening to this week's Queen City Improvement Bureau, you might want to stay indoors for a little while. Right. Join us here in the sub basement. Why not? Or you or take a vacation. Just go out of t- <laughs> go out of town for a couple of days. Go vis- go visit your sister. Yeah. And then come yeah, yeah. back. Yeah, yeah. Just go to go to Estevan or Lumsden. Mm-hmm. for a weekend, and then come back. All right. Okay, so innovative revenue tools. I don't suppose you have one? Uh, I don't really have. Well, I don't have a tool per se that's innovative and generates revenue, if that's what you're asking. Mm. I've got one. Oh, really? Because I'm glad, because uh, I did want to tell you this, but I don't have an innovative revenue tool. Okay. Well, I do. Um, and it's just, it's, it's come directly out of what we were just talking about. You know, if the city wants to like, you know, make a few bucks, they could start offering like, you know, uh, weekend getaways for canker worms and uh, mosquitoes. Oh, and, you nice. know, they could like, you know, they could charge a few bucks, put them on a bus, drive them out to Lumsden, uh, you know, wine them, dine them, you know, let them have some of that like cherry wine that they make at the oh, uh, nice. over the hill orchard or whatever it's called. And then, uh, yeah, they could come back. And so that's a, it's a good way to like, you know, on the one hand, they get the good PR for having their, their mm. insect murder program. But on the other hand, they're making money off the insects they're threatening to murder. Yeah. With like little uh, tour packages. Yeah. Okay. I like it. And then when they come back, we can murder them. then. Exactly. Well, you, yeah. 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 You can just squash them as they're coming off the bus. Just like <laughs> stomp all over them. I mean, and you might feel bad, but like you, you gave them a good send off. They had a good time. Yeah. Uh, maybe at over the hill orchards in Lumsden, you know, maybe kind of thing. Yeah. So, having sour cherry pie. I don't know. Yeah. Once you're a mosquito or like, a, like your lifespan is not long from that point yeah. on. Precisely. So cherish every moment is what, yeah. is what I'm hearing. Yeah. Until the boot comes. Until, until the boot comes or the Vectaback or whatever. Yes. The Vectaback. Whatever. I can. You said a word. Uh, it had those syllables, I think. So. Uh, all right. Okay. So with that, we will go to the pre-recorded Innovative Revenue Tools. Wonderful. What is Executive Committee? Executive Committee is a committee made up of all members of City Council. Sound redundant? You bet it does. But really, it's an important step in the municipal government process. Executive Committee gives your councillors a chance to consult with city administration about all sorts of city policies and projects before they get together for a city council meeting. That way, when it comes time to make official decisions during a meeting of council, your city councillors and city administration are all on the same page. That's the theory anyway. And if all that preliminary consultation that goes on at executive committee had to happen on the floor of council, city council meetings, would go on forever. And it's not like all this executive committee stuff is done in secret. The bulk of what goes on at executive committee is open to the public and the press. That said, there is stuff that executive committee considers in private session. 
but these mostly financial and personnel questions that need to be considered confidentially. And ultimately, everything that's considered in private sessions by executive committee makes its way to a public session of city council. Examples of items that executive committee considered in private session in 2016 were the city support for the Grand Slam of Curling, the Tim's Horton's Briar, the Skate Canada International appointments to the Public Library Board, our contribution agreement for the Canada 150 celebrations, obviously, and a tentative collective agreement with QP Local 7. See? Important, but boring stuff. Nothing sinister at all. Or maybe that's what they want you to believe! They could be negotiating in private session with octopodal aliens from Pollux 9 to hand over an annual 9% cerebral spinal fluid tax drawn from all able-bodied Queen City citizens. And we wouldn't know until the report comes up in council! <laughs> and by then, the question of what was happening to your spinal fluid will be pretty much decided. But what are all the odds of all that happening? Relatively low. So, remember, executive committee is completely benign, unless they're not. You can learn more about what executive committee does by reading bylaw number 2009-40, the committee bylaw, and by reading the articles of surrender to Pollux 9, section 7 through Sagwak Alak. This has been another City Hall WTF. And we're back from Innovative Revenue Tools. Oh, it was like I went on a little vacation there. Well, sadly, I'm now going to stomp you with the boot of more City Council news. Ah, <laughs> uh, the vector back. Oh, well, you know, this one's actually nice. Oh. So, oh, yeah, what good. we're doing today is we're catching up on some stuff, some news items that have, like, uh, come. You know, here we are moving into summer. And uh, so the first news item now is that city outdoor facilities are opening up the, uh, the spray pads, off leash dog parks, the outdoor courts and more are already open and ready to enjoy and starting. Well, I guess even now, because this will be airing in uh, like June 2nd, I think mm-hmm. uh, the outdoor pools will be opening up in June. So oh. Yeah. The, the the like the flowers of spring. The rec facilities are opening up. Yes, they're That's, blossoming. I like it. So let's see here. The spray pads are open from nine a.m. to eight p.m. Mm-hmm. They can be operated with push buttons. Um, the off-leash dog parks are open from May until September. And the oh, and you know one of the things that the city's been doing is that. Uh, our off-leash dog park inventory has been augmented. There isn't just, you know, the the big one down by the golf course. And I think there's a couple others now. But they've been turning uh, outdoor skating rinks into uh, dog parks during the summer. So you can, like, go in there with your dog and the boards, create this, like, sort of natural area. It's kind of more appropriate for, like, a smaller dog. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, so that's that's nice. Gives you extra extra space for your dogs. Now, I have heard that first of all is like you put up no matter how many signs you put up saying don't let your dog poop here and if your dog poops here clean up after it there always ends up being poop in the skating rinks of course 
So that's good news. Uh, the next item uh, that's coming up is what's new on Be Heard Regina, the, uh, the city's online public consultation portal, beheard.regina.ca. Uh, hasn't had anything new added to it in a lot of the things like there was a survey for what you think should go into the 2023-2024 budget. That survey has just closed, but a new one that has opened up is about the telecommunication tower policy. Yeah. Uh, So according to the site, so they're asking, they've, they've put together a policy. They're asking you what you think about it. Uh, Telecommunication towers are regulated by the federal government, but um, cities are involved, municipalities are involved in deciding where and what like they look like, where they go, what they look like. And they're supposed to be involving the public in that process. Um, the city's priorities with this new protocol involve minimizing the redundancy of these towers, uh, avoiding, uh, you know, in, like interfering with heritage or uh, natural, ter- natural spaces and minimizing the impact on parks, open spaces, residential areas, and integrate that they integrate well with the public realm. Uh, the, it's, it's like a 12 page document. It's a little technical. It's like all of these things mm-hmm. always are. Um, but yeah, there is a public uh, consultation going on. Uh, one of the things that uh, the city is mandated to do by the federal government is to consider any legitimate concern about cell phone towers. Um, there are a lot of, uh, shall we say, conspiratorial ideas about uh, cell phone towers and uh, their impacts on human health and um, our brains. And uh, yeah, I guess we don't have to consider those when we're considering <laughs> our telecommunication tower policy. No, if if we believe that, uh, you know, that 5G signals will bring about the new world order or whatever, I think I think we can safely discard those yeah. ones. Yeah. yeah, or that they're turning our frogs gay. Well, that that too. Um, I, I believe that <laughs> one. Because um, not only are they turning the, our frogs gay, they're also uh, making our frogs sentient and able to speak. So, uh, so I've been told by, by those gay oh. frogs that that's what's happened. Yeah, they all want to go into musical theater. <laughs> they all do. They're all they're all now theater kids, and yeah. and good on them. I don't think they're gay. They're just they're just into theater. Yeah. Um, what, why am I talking? Anywho, <laughs> uh, I was actually thinking that maybe it's not five G at all. It might be five G. Oh, so like the oil that you use in Indian cooking? Yeah, like yeah, clarified butter. Right. So you just like so when you need some clarified butter and. Really, I mean, the stuff is great. You just right. like go and you kind of squeeze the tower and it oozes ghee. Oh, I get it now because mm-hmm. I know that when I've eaten like really ghee heavy food, right? I'm feeling pretty placid after that. Exactly. And like, that just like saps me of all my energy. You're, you're just you're just on the couch and like you can't be bothered to get up and stop, you know, the new world order from, from taking over. Yeah. 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 If I've had like, you know, especially heavy, spicy Indian food, I couldn't care less about my Liberty, except, you know, that I have the Liberty to get directly to the bathroom when, when the time comes. Exactly. Or or actually for me, it's like the Liberty to get more, more Indian food. Yeah. Uh, Okay. So now we've we've cracked the code. We now understand what it is that they're so worried about with cell phone towers. Mm. Delicious, delicious, useful ghee. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. So yes, if you if you have an issue with cell phone towers, now's your chance to express that to the Queen City at uh, beher.regina.ca, which is loads of fun. Mm-hmm. Okay, uh, next up is some more serious business. There was an executive committee meeting, and uh, there was a surprise item snuck onto the agenda at the very, very, very last minute. Um, it is to do with the Investing in Canada Infrastructure Program money. So this is money, it is a pool of money that the federal government has made available to municipalities across the country. Uh, it's a program where they provide like X number of dollars, the province backs it up with Y number of dollars, and then the, the municipality kicks in Z number of dollars. And combine all that together and it you know, funds a bunch of infrastructure. Uh, we had, there was $326.5 million that was made available to the Queen City through this program. So not some chump change. And nope. uh, I think our contribution to that was like around 20 something percent. I can't remember. I didn't write it down. It was a smaller chunk of that 326 than what the feds and the province kicked in. But still not, is- not, 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 not nothing. Right. Yeah, we yeah. Were, we're, we're, we've got some skin in this game, yeah. for sure. But, you know, this is like a federal-led program. This wouldn't be happening without the federal government. So, yeah, the city uh, has, like, there's a bunch of unspent money. We had four programs that we've put money into already, those being uh, the Buffalo Pound wa- uh, Regional Water Treatment Plant Renewal Program. Our drinking water plant needs to be upgraded. It's, like, super old. A lot of its equipment is nearing the end of its life, needs to get fixed up. Mm-hmm. The Globe Theatre. Similarly, it is also reaching the end of its life. So uh, the art stream, uh, arts and recreation stream, we were able to avail ourselves of several million dollars to contribute to the uh, reconstruction there. Uh, Total heritage renewal of that building uh, being led by P3 Architects should be open next year, I do believe. It's Hmm. underway. The other item is the YWCA Healing Lodge. Great program uh, that they're going to be putting up with some of this money. And the last one, was uh, just $2.6 million out of the $195 million that we've used up. It was went towards transit bus operator driver shields and self-secure mobility stations. Hmm. So the driver shields, if you've been on a bus recently, you'll see that all the bus drivers are sealed off by like a plexiglass screen. Those were, uh, you know, primarily because of COVID, the drivers had to keep working through the entire pandemic, but they wanted some protection. So these screens provided some of that. Also, there have been some tragic incidents of people who have um, treated our drivers poorly. And so this is like a little extra bit of security so that they will not get harassed by uh, uh, transit riders so much. Do you you want to know where I think that money uh, into those screens should have gone? Where? Uh, into software for driving over Zoom. That's a good so, idea. <laughs> so people can, so the drivers can sit at home and pilot their buses over, over, over Zoom and uh, just do it that way. That'd be great. I mean, you know, like, why should we get to do our job in our underwear? Like, right. from, our, from, our, from our beds. <laughs> yeah. So should our transit drivers. Just drive drive a bus. Drive a bus from the comfort of your of your hot tub. <laughs> or wherever. 
Well, that would be so civilized. Of course, you know, if the Zoom starts to glitch, then you have a problem. That, that's true. If, if, if Zoom glitches, then, yep. then the bus will simply seal itself and immediately burst into flames. Oh, okay. That's I mean, if it's a Tesla bus, that's, that's right. what I think I assume will happen. Um, if yeah. not, it will just like self-park in the nearest convenient location. Right. Or curl up like a doodle bug. <laughs> yes. Yes. Or crawl away like a roly-poly bug. Like yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that would have been a much better use of the money. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Sorry, I, I I know there's there's actual more more information news to talk about. So uh, not that much. Not that much. Okay. No. <laughs> Less than you'd think, actually. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. Um. Yeah. The the other thing that they spent the money on was these self securement mobility stations. Mm-hmm. Uh, these are cool because uh, if if you're in a wheelchair, uh, whether it's one that you uh, operate manually or mechanically. The uh, the operator of the bus has to like strap you in with the old uh, securement method, and uh, it is uh, it's awkward and mm-hmm. a little bit difficult. They're basically like, taking these straps and they're like attaching straps to your mobility device, and you know it's uh, nobody wants to have to get strapped in by the bus driver when they take the bus. I. You know, I can see how a person would find that very humiliating and irritating. Mm-hmm. So the new system that they've paid for with uh, some of this money is a self-securement system so that you can get on the bus yourself and lock yourself in to the uh, wheelchair seat without the involvement of the bus driver. And I think that's something that's long overdue on our buses. So, you know, yeah. huzzah, that is a great thing to be spending some infrastructure money on. So we have some money left over. We've only spent, uh, we have only spent funding for a total of 198 million and there's $128 million left over that we haven't spent yet. Hmm. And this money is from the transit stream. Uh, One of the things about the federal government right now is that they're very serious about boosting housing and boosting transit across the country. So we have a hundred and friggin' $28 million that's from the transit stream that we're supposed to be using here. So naturally the, the queen city in its wisdom wants to spend that money on a new aquatics facility. So they're using part of the pool to build a pool. Exactly. The entirety uh-huh. of the transit pool for a pool. That's, that's probably why they're doing it. They're like, maybe it was an honest bit of confusion over the oh. pool. That's probably it. That makes a lot more sense. Now I had this whole conspiracy theory going on in my head, but now I understand it was just some confusion. Somebody was like, no, it's a pool. And they're like, well, it's too late now. We're already swimming in it. $128 million we're swimming in. <laughs> That's right. It's, it's actually, they didn't fill the pool with, with, with water. They filled it with that money. And now, and now they're Scrooge money. McDucking it. <laughs> yeah, well... It kind of. Um, <laughs> so the the new aquatics facility, I wish I could tell you more about it beyond the fact that it is a um, it is a the number one priority of our recreation plan is to build a new aquatics facility. Uh, the, the form that that will take if it's like a rebuilt Lawson Center, an expanded Lawson Center or a new facility. I'm not sure we've made that decision. Um but yeah, we need the city needs an aquatics facility that uh, can be used by like the general public, 
uh, for for swimming lessons, for recreation, but also something that's competition size so that, you know, the various um, swimming clubs can invite competition to the city. And uh, so that various, you know, athletes in the city can train in a regulation size pool. So there is a need for this. We, we are underserved by indoor aquatics facilities. If you compare the Queen City to other cities around the country, we have fewer aquatics facilities per person than other places. Mm, no. So, you know, there's a, there's a legitimate need for that. However, this is transit stream money. And currently under the, I can never remember what this acronym stands for, the Investing in Canada Infrastructure Program, the rules of it are you can't start taking money from one stream and using it in another stream. So you can't take one pool to use for a pool. That isn't, that it makes, isn't for pools. So that makes sense. Yeah. Now, the province has said, oh, there's some changes that are being made to this program. So maybe you could pull this switcheroo off. So the province is fairly supportive of this idea, according to the city's report, to, you know, for the city's request to make this change. If this change is turned down by the provincial government and, you know, by the letter of the program, it should get turned down, this request. They have an alternate request for how to spend this money. Uh, It would be for wastewater capacity upgrades, $90 Mm -hmm. million, renewable Regina facility upgrades, which is basically retrofitting city buildings with like, uh, you know, better insulation, better body blah, so that they're not like leaking uh, heat. That's $14 million. And then the remaining $24 million would go towards pedestrian connectivity and transit enhancements. So this would be uh, some shelter improvements, transit shelter improvements. But also, one of the things we have throughout the Queen City are transit islands. So by the side of a road, there is like a slab of concrete and a <laughs> transit shelter that is separated from the sidewalk by gravel or um, a field, uh, grass. So if you're going down the sidewalk and you want to get to the transit stop, you have to like cross, you know, a field of gravel or a field of grass to get to it. Um, because some planner in their, in their wisdom thought this was a good way to go. Cause people just get on the bus, stop at the shelter. They couldn't conceive of what you did outside of that interface between <laughs> bus and transit stop. So we now have to go back after the fact and connect up all these bus stops. So there's $24 million that they want to spend on this. Um, which notably, these three items, only one of the three is an actual transit-related item. Notable. So I don't even know if the federal government is going to look at our wastewater capacity upgrades and our, you know, insulating our buildings and our, you know, putting in some more sidewalks. And say, oh, yeah, no, that's a really good use of your transit money, city of Regina. (laughs) When we've just passed a transit master plan that calls for, you know, expanding routes, putting electric buses on the road, um, you know, changing up how all the stops are downtown, like massive changes to our transit system. And we want to spend, you know, this $128 million on almost anything except what's in the transit master plan. Yeah. Feels feels like uh, going to a vegetarian restaurant and and like them bringing out like an actual steak or something and hoping that nobody nobody says hey wait a minute yeah 
Yeah. Or like if they ask the staff at the vegetarian restaurant to go across the street and get them a burger. <laughs> yes. Right away. So. Yeah. So I don't know. This seems, I don't know. Like they, we're going to hear more about it at the next council meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, when this was presented to executive committee, council hadn't really like been informed that this was coming. So they were being asked to discuss this thing that they couldn't even see. Uh, it hadn't been released publicly, this report. Uh, they apparently had been able to see it before they got into council chambers, but because it wasn't on the system, they couldn't access it through their iPads. And so they couldn't read the report while they were in council chambers. <clears throat> so they had to actually table the report until later in the meeting when they could get actually get access to it, see it and know what it was they were being asked to vote on. And even then they only had like 20 minutes or whatever to like look this thing over and then make a decision in executive committee. So they basically just bumped it to the next councilman and they just voted unanimously in favor. And hopefully mm. there will be more, <laughs> more probing discussion of what's going on in this, uh, in this infrastructure request. So, mm. okay. Because if this goes through, if, if, if the pool goes through, then in all of this, like 300 and something million dollars we've been given, we will have spent two point something million dollars on transit. If that gets turned down, if the pool request gets turned down and we spend the money on those three other priorities they had, we'll have only spent like 26 point something million dollars out of this 300 and something million on transit. So I don't know. This seems shameful. And you hear stories about, you know, Regina in the 1990s. When I moved here in 2007, there were still buses on the street that looked like they had driven out of an episode of the Rockford Files. They had <laughs> stairs that you had to go up. Yep. Um, nice. Yeah. And they were, they were really old buses. We, um, over the last, you know, the first few years that I was living here, they replaced all those buses with low floor accessible buses. Uh, but the reason they had all these old buses is that at, you know, a budget time, they were trying to get the mill rate increase down to zero or close to it. And so they kept for years and years and years, they would like just cross off mm-hmm. transit investments every year. They would just defer that to the next year and then they would never invest in it. And so doing this kind of like, oh, well, we'll just shuffle this transit money to another priority is how we got into the situation of having a kind of shabby, not so Canada class transit system in the first place. And here we are like doing it again weeks after passing a transit master plan. So that's my rant. Plus, uh, plus but anyways, that's about it. That's all I, that was all the updates that I was able to like pull together. Anything new in your world? No, uh, I watched Morbius. And greatest vampire show ever. Uh, well, uh, for the entire for the entire time I watched it, it was Morbin time, as as the meme suggested. Yeah, what does that mean? Morbin time. Morbin time. It's uh, it's it's a dumb dumb internet meme. Uh, also, the movie was terrible. Okay, but very ter- terrible in a very particular way. Weirdly enough, Jared Leto was not the worst thing about the movie. So the big question on the social medias today is, which is worse, Morbius or Dumbledore? Oof. Well, I'm not going to subject myself to uh, secrets Dumbledore, Dumbledore movie. Are, so yeah. I will never personally know the answer to this. Yeah. I don't think I'll see either movie, so I don't think I'll know either. Well, you should watch Morbius. I, th- I, want, I want everybody I know to watch Morbius. Yeah. Yes. I don't know. It's in the same universe as Venom. Yeah, and which which I actually enjoy. 
I do too, but I we talked about this once before that I'm I'm conflicted about Venom's politics, <laughs> and it makes it difficult for me to enjoy his uh, head chomping. That that's that's a good point. Although you'll note you note in Venom Let There Be Carnage that he seems he seems to have reached a kind of detente with uh, with Eddie, uh, mm-hmm. so he's not chomping humans. No, that's nice. Yeah, he doesn't. He doesn't even want to uh, eat chickens, or particularly because two of them he's decided are are pets and friends. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yes. Yeah. So but the politics I, I guess- of Venom. I, just, I like I I'm I'm okay with some head chomping, and I don't know if what I'm hoping for is that he would only be chomping in the service of the revolution, right? That would certainly help. But I think what, where my problem is that the movie seems to have as its moral center Venom, this head chomping alien, and everybody else is either messed up or corrupt. Whether you're a cop, a criminal, or even Eddie, this um, is true. It is a, yeah. It's, it is a morally fallen world in which the only redeemable thing is a is an alien symbiote who likes to eat people. Yeah, I, I see. I see the issue. I can definitely yeah. see the issue. Uh, fortunately, Morbius does not have that issue because Morbius does not have any coherent moments or scenes in it. So okay, yeah, I might enjoy that actually. That <laughs> just might. And Matt Smith, uh, former Doctor Who, oh. uh, plays the villain, and uh, he is he is obviously having the best time of all. Nice. And he's now, he's a Targaryen now in like this Game of Thrones sequel. Yes. Is that true? Yes, he is. Yeah. Should I be seeing that? I have no idea. It's not out. No, no, okay. I, not yet. And I, but I have been paying no attention to that. So. Yep. None. Oh, the Bob's Burgers movie is coming out. Yes. Yes, it is. That's going to, that is, that is, that will be the summer um, film. That I'll see. I, I that's a highly highly recommend. I, I haven't seen it. Don't know. Don't know anything about it. The show's sure brilliant. It. Yeah, exactly. All right, but on that note, we've exhausted our time. Uh, I've I'm, I'm exhausting my. I'm really tired, so I should um, probably 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 do my spiel. We should uh, do your, you do your spiel, and we should go back into our pods. I, I agree. Uh, so let's. Uh, I, I moved. We adjourn this meeting. I second that motion. All right. Um, motion is carried. Meeting adjourned. You've been listening to the Queen City Improvement Bureau, 91.3 FM, CGTR, Regina Community Radio, tuned into the community. Uh, we are broadcast on Thursday evenings, 7 to 8 p.m., and Monday mornings, or sorry, afternoons, my bad, uh, 3 to 4 p.m. Uh, yeah. What else is going on? Uh, you can also find us on Twitter at Queen City AB and our website, queencityab.com, as well as cjtr.ca slash podcasts. Uh, coming up next, we've got the Nerdcore Cabaret, followed by more programming and then music all on through the evening. That's it. Keep on improving, Jeremy. Excellent.